The concept of forgiveness was introduced to the world when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments and he witnessed the Jewish people worshipping the golden calf because they miscalculated the time and they thought Moses is not going to come down after 40 days and 40 nights and they created the golden calf and they worshipped it which is one of the worst sins a Jewish person can do is worship an idol, idol worshipping. When Moses saw that, that's when he broke the Ten Commandments. And Moses couldn't understand. Here is a nation who just saw God's revelation in Egypt with the ten plagues, the splitting of the sea, so many miracles that they got to see God. And yet, at Mount Sinai, they worshipped the golden calf. So obviously Moses was very disappointed and let down. But he didn't stop there. He thought that this was the end of the Jewish people. He thought that God would be so angry at them for committing such a sin that there is no going back from this. Moses looked to God and pleaded with God. He says, God, they sinned. Please forgive us. Moses went as far to say that if you don't forgive the Jewish people for their sin, please erase me from the book. Moses was putting his whole legacy, his whole life, pleading with God for forgiveness. It was at that time that God introduced to the world the ability of forgiveness. That God told Moses, yes, I do forgive. Moses was so elated with this, realizing the concept that us human beings are so frail, so vulnerable, and the temptations are so powerful that at times we're not strong enough to withstand the temptations. And that's when we transgress, whether it's to God or to mankind. But when we do transgress and when we do commit a sin, whether it's to mankind or to God, we don't get stuck there. There is a concept of confession, repentance, and then forgiveness. And that is what God introduced to Moses and said, yes, I do realize that the children of Israel sinned, but they also repented. And that's why I'm going to offer you forgiveness. That day is marked every year as Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Every year for 24 hours, we stand in front of God and we confess our sins and we beg God for forgiveness. And we actually recite the same words God told Moses that I will forgive you on Yom Kippur because we know God will forgive us. And this is true between offenses between man to man. That when we are hurt, or when we hurt others, we need to realize that what we did was wrong. We need to confess. We need to apologize and beg for forgiveness. And not to let it linger and fester. Not to bear a grudge and be angry and not talk to the person, disassociate yourself from that person. That's not the way God created us to be. Yes, we have feelings, we have emotions. And when we're hurt, we get angry. When we're hurt, 
It hurts. It's painful. And when it's painful, you cry, you scream. But we cannot get stuck there. We need to find a way to forgive. Find a way to forgive the one who has offended you. To ask for forgiveness and to offer forgiveness. Most importantly, don't wait until it's too late. I share this with you because I have a story that is always in my mind ever since it was told to me firsthand by the individual it happened to. His name is Barry. He moved here to the West Coast from the East Coast trying to relocate his business, his CPA business. And unfortunately, he was not successful. He ended up in divorce. He has no siblings and his parents are gone. He was alone in the world, but he found our synagogue. We became his family. He became the sexton of the synagogue and him and I became like brothers. He would eat at our home almost every Friday night. And we looked after him. We helped him out as much as possible. And we would have a lot of long talks. One of those talks Barry shared with me that when he was a young kid, he lived in the Bronx and he was attending a Jewish day school. But he really wanted to join the local junior league, the little league for baseball. And all the kids from the little league go to public school. See, he felt that I need to be in public school. His parents said, no, you need to get a good Jewish education. But his desire to play baseball was so strong. His parents were elderly parents and he would argue with them day after day after day, begging them to let him go to public school so he could join the little league. His mother finally conceded and said, okay, I'll sign the paperwork for you. But his father wouldn't hear from it. And at the breakfast table, he got into such a difficult argument with his father. He said some very harsh words. He's disrespectful. It was, a, and he stormed out of the breakfast and went to school. After school, as he's coming home, he thought to himself, that was so cruel for me to treat my parents like that. I really shouldn't have had those hard words with my father. I should go and apologize and ask for forgiveness. As he's walking home, his father had a tailor shop two blocks in the other direction. So he was about to turn and walk to his father's tailor shop to see his father in person and ask for forgiveness and apologize for his behavior. And then he thought to himself, nah, you know what? We're going to all be together for dinner. So when we're sitting around the dinner table, I will ask my father for forgiveness. And he makes that moment decision not to walk just two blocks away, but to go home. He gets home, he waits for dinner, and his father never shows up. Only to find out that his father had a heart attack and passed away. Could you imagine what this was like for this young child? Not only to lose his father so suddenly, but he never got a chance to ask him for forgiveness. And he told me, Rabbi, 
If only I would have made that extra effort, walked another two blocks, and I would have seen my father. I could have asked him in real life for forgiveness. And I could have even been there and saved his life. But because I postponed the opportunity, I didn't seize the moment. I didn't jump at the moment to ask for forgiveness. Now the rest of my life, I have to live with this. And here he's sharing this story with me when he was in his 40s. And how aggravating it is from how painful it is every single day knowing that he could have asked his father for forgiveness and he did not. Barry was an amazing human being, a heart of gold. He used to tutor some of the children and helping them learn for the bar mitzvah. He was very well loved by the whole community. One evening, October 16, 1996, I'm at home. It's late evening. My nephew is visiting from New York. Hi, him. The phone rings, and the phone is Barry. Barry says, Rabbi. I said, yes, Barry, what's happening? He says, I think I'm having a heart attack. And Barry has called me a few times before, you know, talking about his various ailments. He needed a shoulder to lean on. And I said, okay, Barry, I'll be over soon. I hung up the phone, and I thought to myself, you think he's really having a heart attack? Why is he calling me? He should call 911. So I talked to my nephew. I says, Chaim, would you like to come and take a ride with me? I called up one of my dearest friends, Dr. Howard, and I says, Dr. Howard, who also looked after Barry, and I says, you know, Barry just called me that he thinks he's having a heart attack. Could you come with me as a doctor and visit and see what's going on? So Dr. Howard says, sure, come and pick me up. So I drove over to Dr. Howard's house, picked up Dr. Howard. The three of us drove to Barry's house. When we came there, we walked up the steps. And as soon as Howard saw Barry on the bed, the look at his face, he knew right away, yes, he's having a heart attack. And he says, Rabbi, call 911. I called 911. I went downstairs to direct 911, the paramedics, to where the apartment is. And then I heard a, a terrible shriek. And I run back upstairs and Howard says that Barry just passed away. He was 49 years old. It was a heartbreak to us and to the whole community. He was like an older brother to me and a brother to many and it was a terrible loss but he had no family so we arranged his funeral and afterwards we collected his uh, possessions the few possessions that he still had only to find that he had a will in the will he willed everything to the synagogue he couldn't pay rent but he paid the life insurance policy every month to keep it going and he left whatever life insurance there was to help the building campaign as we were building our synagogue then. And he wrote in his will that what he left should be totally anonymous. We were able to build our synagogue because of his generosity. I dedicate this event to Barry. His name in Hebrew is Dov Benasanata. May his soul rest in peace. He has taught me a lot, 
and I want to share that with you. He has taught me the concept of seizing the moment. Forgiveness is a gift that God has given us to use. Have you ever realized that as human beings, we never get to see our own face? We see it a reflection in the mirror or in a picture, but we don't get to see our own face. The reason for that is because the life is not about us. The life is about the person we're looking on. We are all a reflection of each other. We are all children of God. We are all created in God's image. When someone hurt you and offended you, it is our place to forgive them. In my prayer book, every night before I go to sleep, I say a prayer, a declaration to God. I say, God Almighty, I am hereby forgiving everybody who hurt me, who angered me, whether it was physically or monetarily, whether in this life or any previous life, I forgive. And I hope that people that I have offended, that I have hurt, will forgive me as well. Believe me, I have had my share of sins and transgressions that I have committed over time. But I have also confessed and I have also repented. I have also begged for forgiveness from man and God. And if God is able to forgive us, that we should be able to forgive each other. Forgiveness is such a gift. When you have an opportunity to ask for forgiveness or to offer forgiveness, jump on it, because you may not have another chance to do it. When you ask someone for forgiveness, and if they don't offer it to you, you need to ask them only three times. If after the third time they are so stubborn and they don't want to forgive you, you don't have to pursue it anymore. You have done your part and God considers it forgiven. No matter how much a person sinned, as long as they repent personally and sincerely and they ask God for forgiveness, most of all, they don't recommit the same transgression again. That is when you know that you are forgiven. Then when the opportunity comes again to sin, and you don't, that's how you know that you have truly repented and God has truly forgiven you. God forgives everybody. Just ask for it. May God bless you and God loves you.